Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of the Book More Show. It's Stuart Bell here, and today I'm talking with Betsy Vaughan about the job of work of your book. Now, obviously we're in unusual times at the moment. There's lots of subjects happening out there in the world that may well tie into your business and industry. I think for the majority of us, we're all affected in some way by either the pandemic or the politics or the fires that are happening at the moment or the storms that are around. So this idea of bridging the subject of your book into media attention is something that more and more people that we're talking to are interested in or either trying to do in one way or another. So today we're really looking at taking your content but adding in that layer of entertainment to it that would make it interesting to media producers or editors of blogs or newspapers, these opportunities for you to get your message, your valuable content in front of those audiences, but understanding that there's a gatekeeper to a gatekeeper to that and you need to get past that gatekeeper first. And the way of doing that is evidencing why your information is more entertaining and valuable to their readers and listeners than someone else's. So great episode. Lots of opportunities to take either work that you've already done or work that you're thinking about doing and really positioning it specifically for that job of work, which is slightly different from the job of work we're normally talking about, which is engaging potential customers. So with that, let's get to it. Betsy Vaughan. Stuart Bell, how are you? Fantastic, thank you. How are you doing? Very good, thanks. Thanks. So today I thought we would talk about a um, call I had to or some work that I was doing with one of the coaching clients at the end of last week, beginning of this week. So this is an existing book client already. We, since the book was written, we've gone on to do, uh, we've had quite a long run in coaching engagements. They're in the financial services area so obviously don't want to go into too many details because it's an active project but the conversation was around having using the book for a specific job and that job like our conversation that we've had on podcasts in the past with jonathan donathan schultice mm-hmm. should put over my tongue um in that his book uh, and bill bloom to a certain degree as well their books have been used to get media attention the guys that we were working with wanted to do something similar. So they've got a pretty established good footprint in the area that they work with. They've got an opportunity through a contact to get some exposure into local media networks. So we're looking for ways of using the book as the asset to kind of bridge that gap. Now, the interesting opportunity that we were talking about is this idea of, um, of kind of the job of work. It's a little bit like the intentionality where we were talking about in the, I think it was last episode that we recorded, we were talking about this idea of intentionality and the specific purpose that you're trying to get from the individual parts of the, of the book. This is similar in the sense of job of work, but we're kind of going up a level. So not in so much of the individual paragraphs within the book, but the job of work, the kind of 30,000 foot view of the book itself and whether that's best served by the initial book that was written or whether it's better served creating something new and specifically for this purpose. So does that make sense? Mm, uh, Absolutely, yes. So I think this idea of what's the job of work that's trying to be done Mm -hmm. is something that's often overlooked, in part, I think, because 
creating anything unless it's your main purpose unless it's your day-to-day job creating anything additional is always takes extra cycles extra units of energy to do it and oftentimes once it's done there's this feeling of oh thank god for that i never have to think about it again which to a certain degree is true in the sense of going from having nothing to something is a huge game changer i mean it's a it's a massive difference from zero to one in in anything is a huge huge difference in the uh in the potential of it but whether that's best served for every purpose and if you do have some additional energy or some additional attention or some additional budget to do something different it's whether that doing something is whether that effort and energy is better spent doing something different or just trying to make the best of the thing that you've got. So in this case, let's talk about, um, and again, I'm going to change the names to protect the innocent, that type of thing. Don't want to give away <laughs> a, um, don't want to go into details of, a, of an active project. So hopefully the, the examples will hold, hold true. But in this example, we've got a book that was written that served a relatively broad, group of people that they were trying to engage with so the majority of people think listening i think you're going to be in the same situation i'm in this particular business i can write a book about a subject that i know people are interested in working with us we'll try and dial it in as specifically as possible to kind of the the campaign or the funnel or which single target market single target audience is it trying to deal with but typically speaking, particularly early on, if you think about this early on in the process, you're usually thinking, okay, I've got this expertise, I'll put it in a book, and it will engage the ballpark of customers that I'm interested in dealing with. So this was similar to to these guys. We dialed it in to a more of a, a tailored group, but still it was it was a, a it's a book that is very useful at getting that top of the funnel group of people engaged and that group of people are broadly interested in the particular financial services service that they provide when we think then about the job of work of what they're trying to do now they're trying to get media coverage and media attention and the reality is that the media don't care about regular run-of-the-mill um run the mill products and services that you might sell a customer might be very interested in it because they're on a journey towards that having that solution provided but why does a a um a segment producer of a local news show care about it the reality is that they don't unless there's a hook unless there's something that can capture their attention so with the regular kind of air quoting kind of regular book that you've written it's unlikely that that will capture attention. And if it doesn't capture attention, then you've lost the opportunity because the outreach that you've got to that showrunner, that that producer, kind of expires and evaporates once you've made that initial point of contact. So what we did was take a look at, okay, what might be interesting and what's going to capture someone's attention and what's going to be newsworthy and kind of, I mean, it's almost, I, I was writing it in some of the early emails to them, it's almost we're looking for a kind of clickbaity type headlines in, in the uh-huh. nicest way possible, because right. the reality is that that's what we're doing. I mean, we'd usually steer clear of that type of thing because, I mean, it doesn't really provide that much value to anyone. But in this context, that's the, the world in which we're operating. We're trying to ca- do something to capture attention. So let's put some examples around it, just so as you're listening you can kind of conceptualize this a little bit more let's say that you are a um tax 
person. So we've just passed September the 15th. Quarterly taxes have just been paid. So that's front of mind. Um, yeah. If you're a local CPA firm, then if you've got a, a book written that talks about small business tax planning or how to set up an LLC or um, local tax regulations within a geographic area, kind of locally within the town that you live, all of that type of stuff probably isn't going to capture anyone's attention. It's going to be a great resource for capturing customers, but in terms of media attention, it's really it, it's there's nothing different about it. It doesn't stand out in any way. So, with that being the example, what is different is kind of this point in time. It's it's the COVID related the economic mm-hmm. stimulus related things that are going on. So writing something or having something that talks about COVID specific planning around tax, the various different stimulus packages that are out there, the CARES Act and the loans that are associated with that, all of these things that are very timely and therefore newsworthy, writing something specific to that is way more likely to capture the attention and gives you a reason to be on the news rather than just trying to promote, hey, you know what, you've got a news section, you talk about finance stuff occasionally. I've written a a regular book about tax planning for small business. I should be on the show. Well, unless there's anything particularly interesting about that, then it's likely not to happen. Right. I'm talking so that, about a lot. I've got. Yeah, you're all right. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're fine. Anyway, I was going to say about the COVID, like, that is the, I mean, right now, that is the first sort of hook that comes to mind, you know, because you can't right. turn on any news program. I don't care if it's local. I don't, you know, I don't care if it's on the radio. I don't care what it's, it's a constant conversation. There's always so many segments. And they, it's not just reporting about it. It is there's there's organizations and what they're doing with COVID, and like you said, there's businesses and what they're doing with COVID, and there are books that are need to be written and that are pertaining to COVID, and that is seems to be the the big hook right now. Um, I think some if there's a political thing, that might be another direction, you know, in this particular right. climate right now, um, that would would be a good sort of clickbait if you will um i hate to say that but um i know it's, you know, it's that, hook, of, that hook that hook it, it, it does sound negative i know it just yeah and it's so unthinkable the rest of the things that we talk about i can remember a show that we recorded a few weeks ago where we kind of or i was kind of got on a on a soapbox a little bit about the kind of um bestseller type programs that are around purely just to get you on the bestseller of a subcategory and for mm-hmm. the sake of having a badge on the front of it and really who cares it doesn't add any value the clickbaity right. nature of some headlines it's the same thing it's kind of the lowest the tabloid end of the market but the reality is trying to um trying to get onto news programs or current affairs programs or or have immediate exposure particularly in the local market this is a vector to do this this is an opportunity to do this and by understanding that and trying to make the most of it and understanding that there's some of the less good uh, i can't even say less good because i mean it is good that in that it works but the understanding that the salubrious nature of some of the the requirements are unavoidable. So if you want to play in that space, then, okay, you have to play in that space, but then trying to be as, as um, value giving as possible within the constraints of the 
playground that you decide to play in then yeah. okay we are where we are we need to do what we need to do in order to to move down that path um, I that it's funny you mentioned well. yeah politics is as another kind of vector at the moment i mean obviously that's both kind of all consuming and very divisive Mm-hmm. But that might be, particularly if you've got a strong deba- uh, strong belief on either of the ends of the debate, then that might be a perspective that you're trying to go down. I mean, just because it's a perspective that we might not necessarily agree with, if your audience is very, um, I mean, I don't think it's any surprise really to think that we're not necessarily on the the right wing end of the spectrum. But if that is your position, and again, just to pick a polarised element for the sake of it um but let's let's pick the left because that's maybe less i'm gonna say less polarizing but it's probably not because it's just as polarizing but anyway pick the left end of the spectrum if you were for a completely socialist agenda which (laughs) again not to (laughs) the politics podcast but that's complete nonsense coming from european countries where that historically at least was more of an issue anyone suggesting that any agenda in the US is socialist. I mean, it's so far away from, I mean, even <laughs> it, it would be a thousand steps to get even in tiptoe into the beginning of that direction. But <laughs> not going down that rabbit hole. If that was uh-huh. your position, then writing something that was specifically timely about those elements in order to get the foot in the jaw and the interest peaked enough so that you can have a conversation with a segment producer and then pitch your position more strongly the job of work of the book if the book is the thing to get you in the door then the job of work of the book isn't to convert customers it isn't to share the ideas the job of work is to get that conversation going with the segment producer because they're Mm -hmm. the gatekeepers to getting you in the door now what happens after that it needs to be compelling and, and complete enough to back up the rest of the journey. So if the job of work is to start that conversation, if that conversation is started, then immediately the book needs to be enough to be able to talk about on a show that is um, is interesting to people and has some substance to it and gives them a few talking points and, and things that can be dived into a little bit deeper. If from that new segment you are getting customers or you are getting people interested that raise their hand, then they're going to request a copy of the book and that conversation, the kind of depth that's behind it all needs to be there. So it's not that we're saying that the the book itself only needs to be very kind of superficial and, and only achieve the purpose of that first conversation with the segment producer. The rest of it is important. It does need to be there, but so is that first bit. And if the first job mm-hmm. of work is starting that conversation, then that's the thing that we need to focus on first to make sure it achieves that. Because if it doesn't achieve that, then it doesn't matter if all of the rest of the pieces are in place. If it hasn't achieved its first outcome, then who cares? Because it's not going anywhere. Sure. So yeah. let's jump back to the financial example, mm-hmm. just to put some more meat on the bones. So let's assume that you're a CPA type firm. You've already written a book that talks about small business financial setups and the the five things that any new business needs to know about tax or um, the five things that anyone in Eugene, Oregon needs to know about starting a small business. Whatever that thing is, we're now trying to bridge that into something that's timely and interesting. So one way of doing it is to keep the book as it is, but just almost write an introduction letter pitching why this is timely and interesting that might work in some circumstances, 
if the content of the original one is close enough to being interesting and you can pitch it in such a way that in the 90 second news segment that you've got i mean really you need to think about this as an elevator pitch because that's almost all the time you've got i mean right new shows and media opportunities vary from from case to case but it is the it is generally the case that it's a smaller opportunity rather than a large right. opportunity so this is really elevator pitch type stuff so the likelihood that whatever you've written in the first place is absolutely fit for purpose is probably a little bit slim so in this case that we had last week we took the original content of that book but just pulled out the elements that are interesting and timely and are a reason to talk about now so as you can imagine a financial book pretty standard run in the mill you've got five or six things that everyone needs to know and maybe one or two things that are specific to either an industry or a geographic area or a segment or as we're talking now a time the time element is important because COVID's different, the political situation's different, the um, the length of time that it's going on is different. So actually, we're now starting to see fundamental changes in the way that things are done. For example, if you were in the movie theatre business, I mean, I think that's going to be a long time before people generally feel comfortable being in that confined space for an extended period of time. So it's fundamentally, that's a shift. If you're an event-based business where you've got lots of people in an enclosed space, again, probably quite some time before people are feeling as comfortable mm-hmm. as they were last year at being in that place. So there's some fundamental shifts, which probably weren't the case if we were having this conversation in March or April of this year. Mm-hmm. I think then if we'd have been talking about it, we'd have been saying, okay, well, the, the pandemic is for a fixed period of time, but for this, by the time we get to the summer, people will be desperate to get back to how they were before. So mm-hmm. there's some fundamental things that have changed now because of the duration, and there's some kind of uh, more immediate things that are changing because of the the um, the urgency or the importance of it. So when we look at the financial planning book as the example, we might be in a situation where we've got of the five or six things that the original book was about, two or three of them might intersect with these time-based issues, the political issues, the pandemic issues, the kind of policy-based issues as things are changing. So what we can do is take that content, but just position it in a different way that's that's sexier, that's more clickbaity, that all of the examples that we're talking about tie in specifically with the pandemic issues or the COVID issues or the political or the the um, the policy-based changes that are going on now. Because what we want to do is bring it together into a new book and that new book be entirely related to surviving COVID. So stick with that example rather than the small business guide to setting up in eugene oregon we could have the covid survival guide for small businesses or the covid tax guide for eugene oregon eugene's just in my mind because you said before that's where (laughs) that's where we were talking um so bringing those elements together what we're doing now is looking at leveraging the work that we've already done so we've already created a book we're not looking at reinventing the wheel i mean the facts still are the facts there might be a couple of new facts that have come in there so like the cares act and the um, tax deferment or the grants that are available in the local area there might be some new things that we can include as well and that's absolutely right to include because that's new useful different information specific to the situation but what we're looking at doing is pivoting 
and using examples that take the existing information that we've got but just position them in the current situation in the covid situation mm-hmm. so by taking those things we're kind of trying to what we're trying to do is minimize the additional effort so we're not suggesting that everyone should go out and write a brand new book that's got 100 new content because that's mm-hmm. a that's a big a bigger ask it takes more energy and effort to do that and b it's probably not correct 80 percent of the stuff that applied last year probably still applies today there's just a slightly different way of viewing it and then there's 20 percent of new stuff but if we can position it in a book that is very timely that is positioned in a way that gives people immediately useful information that they don't need to go and look around for other things they don't need to kind of read between the lines of an existing book to see how it correlates to today's world and it's got stories and anecdotes and and tips and pointers that are absolutely dialed into that message then all of that makes it a better sell and easier sell to a segment producer for a new show or an article written in a local magazine or a speaking opportunity at a virtual event of the local chamber of commerce, because we're taking information that already exists, but we're packaging it in a way that's absolutely dialed in for the job of work that we're trying to achieve. And that job of work is opening the doors to media opportunities, to promotional opportunities based on the current situation we're not trying to say that hey you know what all of the things that applied last year still apply today so go and read the book that i wrote last year because it makes sense that might well be the case but what we're trying to do is make it as easy as possible for both the segment producers to say yes you should be on the show for the host of the show to be able to talk about something that's timely and interesting for their audience it's a subject that but being in part of the subject that you want to talk about and make it as easy as possible for the ultimate listeners and then the ultimate readers and the ultimate people who are raising their hand as interested in what you're talking about make it as easy as possible for them to take a next step so yes they might be interested in setting up a business yes their business might exist already and they know that they need to do some things different because of the current situation what we're looking to do is package that in a way that makes it as easy as possible for everyone down the chain to take the one next step this kind of minimum viable commitment individual next step that moves them down the path to becoming ultimately a customer and working with you but we might be five steps away from that or 50 steps away from that so we're trying to make every little progression towards that ultimate outcome as easy as possible for each person to create and that or for each person to take rather and that goes for both the other people in the chain either the media people or the customers but also for you in terms of the person that is doing this in the first place so don't think about reinventing the wheel and making it 100% new and it has to be 100% positioned for the current time so okay so let's talk about you know john smith who has his book he's already written book and you know he is it, it wasn't written originally you know um let's say around the current times so it was written last year or the year before but he still wants to use it so changing things in that book um the obvious things we you know we maybe change the cover and we've we've actually seen a lot of that um yeah. with clients who who came on board maybe you know like February, March, April, and they worked on their on their um, covers and such, and then they changed their title, you know, to 
um, you know, how to navigate your taxes. And then all of a sudden it was how to navigate your taxes in the times of COVID, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. it's like every, we added the COVID to it. And <laughs> there was a lot of that. So uh, I mean, obviously we would, we would want the client to do that. We would want them to, you know, have their book adjust the cover front and back. Um, I'm assuming, but as far as content introduction would be a good place to start. Um, Cause that's the first place that, you know, the second place that the, the segment producer is going to read um, after they read the covers front and back. So they're going to read the intro, but going into the chapters where they've, um, you know, how, how much is that? You mentioned like 20%, like, you know, is it, should every chapter address the current situation or should we, should they change out stories or maybe just sneak some stuff into the back? And, and I don't mean sneak in a negative way by any means, but add some additional yeah, content to each chapter, you know, that makes it, it pr- pertains to the, 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 the moment we're in. Um, I think the main thing is to think about the, the people who are reading it. So there's two audiences. If you're specifically sending it out to try and get media attention, then their requirements, what they're interested in is different from what the end customers are interested in. But at the end of the day, an end customer is going to read it. So there's this balancing act between you've got two stakeholders You've got, on the one hand, people who are interested in filling space in either print or or audio or video content, and that job is an entertainment job. And then you've got the end customers who you ultimately want to move them down the track towards doing some, some work with you. Right. So that second group, the customers you need to have that valuable information still in there. How you bridge that into the current situation, so how you COVIDize existing content or standard content or content that's not really affected by um, by COVID. So let's say, stick with the tax return example. I mean, the nature of how a tax return is returned is the same. The COVID mm-hmm. element of it might be the um, might be the timing around it and any... Um, any uh, not discrepancies, but any um, variations from the norm because because of the the situation and the and the pandemic. So the amount to which you change the title and uh, sorry, the amount of which you change the content and add things to give it a COVID slant has to be based on the reality. So what we don't want to do is forcing the words we're not kind of like keyword stuffing the word covid into chapters that actually mm-hmm. makes no sense to now on the flip side the other stakeholders the the segment producers they're looking at entertainment so they're not but they're not worried about the actual details of a tax return and how you do a tax return or, or when you do it because that's pretty boring and standard stuff there's nothing newsworthy about that mm-hmm. but if you had the chapter that talks about the cares act and how people can get grants and the book might be about the three grants that the the three little loan grants that every small business owner is eligible for but no one knows about now that as a segment pointing out to people hey listen you're turning down money it's it's sat on a shelf waiting for you to claim it if you don't claim it then you're just missing out and here's the way that you do that 
that is more interesting and newsworthy and it's also a value to the end customer so i think the balance is this reality between the the bones of the content still need to be useful to the customer but the way that that is positioned and the newsworthy element of it is more of a interest to the um for the entertainment side of things so this is why in the example that we were working on last week we actually took there were four main elements that really don't change that much because of uh, of the situation but at a kind of higher level at a meta level they are impacted by it so one element might be um business savings if you've got business savings that are in a market account then the fact that a market account exists and what that market account is uh, so like stocks and mutual funds that type of thing so what the the detail of that is probably hasn't changed that much i mean there aren't any new financial instruments out there just because of covid it's all the same stuff but what has changed is potentially the volatility of it now the markets are generally haven't moved dramatically because of covid there were some dips and there's uh, as i think the the like the the high level market positions are about the same as they were before we're not dramatically changed this isn't like a stock market crash like there was in 2008 so fundamentally it's the same but the way and the the um the way that businesses see those funds and the uncertainty and the volatility and the potential long-term difference all of that maybe does have a change because of covid so the change really is the perception it's not necessarily the reality the change might also be the hedging and the defensive positions that you've got about it and the split so those underlying fundamentals being positioned in a different way and that different way being positioned in an entertaining and an entertainment type um, mindset so that one element of market um, long-term savings that a business has being able to position that in a way that is newsworthy that's the thing that you need to do that's the balance that we need to get it's and and that example might not be the right example, but within your own business, you'll you hopefully will be able to think about some things that are fundamentally still the same, some things that are fundamentally still the same, but have changed because the perception or the positioning of them's changed, mm. and then some things that are new. So in terms of the book, that's what we're looking at uh, at thinking about. If the job of work of it is to get media attention then there's this overlying element of entertainment that we have to wrap around it which we wouldn't necessarily do if we were purely going a a business to customer type Mm -hmm. route that level of entertainment of interest is either going to be things that are brand new and therefore it's interesting because of the novelty of it and it's new and not many other people are talking about it potentially or the thing that's new and entertaining is going to be the perceptions around it. So everything is actually still fundamentally exactly the same, but everyone's perception of it is doom and gloom or it's all nonsense and it's all fine. So the the denier's guide to surviving COVID tax returns in Eugene. <laughs> right for one of a catchier title um so if you want to come in with that position and for your particular industry everything is actually exactly the same nothing's really changed there's no new things around because you're not in that type of business but actually it's just everyone's perception of it has changed so the whole entertainment thing and the whole 
useful message to customers is, hey, listen, the reality is that we're still in fact the same position that we are, are before. You shouldn't be making any changes, but everyone just thinks that the sky is falling in. So therefore, here are the five things that are five perception things. They're not actual five reality things, but it's the five the five COVID myths that are killing your deck design. I'm trying to think of something that's completely right. unaffected by by COVID. So that as a useful story to customers has value and as an entertainment story to media producers has value so again it's thinking about those stakeholders and the position that it's coming from and the job of work of the book so there, <laughs> there you go. i've, I've yeah. run out of that sentence um, no that was but th- th- this is the thing i mean i think the way to look at it is that the content in the pages itself are for the customers so that's Mm -hmm. that's what they're actually going to read and you want to like with every single book we talk about this kind of journey from the cover and the the problem that's trying to be solved or the thing you're trying to help with through the content to the call to action on the back and the the simple next steps that's for the for the customer the title and the table of contents and the entertainment value of that table of contents, that's really for the media side of things. Because the reality is the segment producer, or as you're pitching something to write a guest post on a local blog, they're not going to read the whole thing. They probably right. don't have time and they almost certainly don't have interest in it. Um, so they're not going to read the whole thing. So what they need to be able to see is that you've got a very obvious easy to deliver message that has some entertainment value from just your title and the table of contents really because that table of contents you're only going to be able to pick one or two elements of that to be able to talk about either on the radio or in the article you can't go into detail of all of them so that if you look at um if you looked at your table of contents and picked one subject, one chapter heading, and potentially a a subheading on the chapter. And if that was enough to be the headline and the subheading of an article, or the introduction, the introductory paragraph on on a radio show, if those things stand out as being interesting, and make you think, I want to hear more about this, and have this impression that it's kind of, it's ring fenced, it's a standalone subject, you can talk about it, in the context of a bigger piece in the context of the universe of the book, but that thing stands alone, then that's more likely that a, a, uh, an, an editor or a production um, segment producer is going to say, tell me more because, right. because it stands alone as entertaining and, and there's clearly a story around it. There's clearly some interest that it, it's short enough that it can capture people's attention and give people a little bit of value and then move on from there one of the things that i'll do actually in the show notes i it's it's always the problem with these things because we're talking about this for half an hour and and it's it's one point but it kind of connects to so many other points that it's difficult to go into into that much detail but one of the things i'll do in the show notes is is put a the pdf of the email mastery news story um success magazine ad that we did so that 
as a standalone piece. Now that's a written piece rather than a, a news segment, but you could imagine Dean talking about though that same subject on a on a news program, on a TV show or a radio show, in the same way. So if um if you haven't downloaded a copy of Email Mastery the book, head over to emailmastery.com and, and grab a copy of it there. But take a look at this this PDF of the Success Magazine article as well, because you could imagine if, so that's titled the nine word email that revives dead leads. That as one interesting, newsworthy, entertaining piece of the bigger email mastery puzzle, you can imagine if we pitched that to a radio show, that's more interesting because it stands alone and is ring fenced enough and is, is short enough to be to capture people's attention and it has entertainment value. And then obviously the rest of the email mastery world goes on to talk about the other six or seven modules within email mastery, but it stands alone as a newsworthy part of the puzzle. Now, obviously nothing to do with COVID, but that same structure, having the book that you're writing, talking about the COVID universe but having the chapters, having three or four main chapters that pick up on bullet points that hopefully connect together, that, that makes sense as a whole narrative. But each of those three or four main chapters are a bite-sized piece that can be the focus of the article, of the of the interview. And then you can just touch on the other pieces or mention the other pieces or in context, they'll come up. But that's another way of thinking about it. So think about this one yeah. takeaway headline piece being part of the bigger book and the job of work of the bigger book is to engage people in a somewhat entertaining way because of the moment that we're in yeah i think that's good so yeah it's probably a good place to wrap i've I've got a clue how long we've been talking for because i've got to look at my watch when we started Uh, but given by how quick my voice is a little over yeah if uh, yeah, if I can't tell by the time, I can usually tell by how tell by your voice. Well, I think yeah, this was really yeah. beneficial that someone who um, to someone who has has written a book and maybe they haven't used it in a while. This is a nice way to you know repurpose the book and you know make it a little relevant right now and and potentially put yourself out there. You know, to some of these news outlets, radio, what have you. Um, so. Hopefully people are thinking about a, reusing that book. Yeah. And that's a great point, actually. So the purpose of um the purpose of what we were talking about was specifically from this coaching call that we had that's ongoing at the moment, where we're talking about engaging media people. So the whole writing a new book specifically for that purpose, that job of work, that makes sense because the effort is worth the reward. If you're not in that situation, if you're not trying to court media attention and get more exposure, there's still the opportunity to leverage the moment that we're in. Now, that might be just as you said there, it might be tweaking some of the content that you've got. It might not be rewriting the whole thing. It might just Mm be adding an introductory paragraph or an introductory chapter that positions it in times of COVID or in times of a pandemic or in times of uncertainty, depending on where you are in your business and, and what the real impact is. So that is a pretty straightforward update. I mean, certainly if you've worked with us, we've got an update process where you can just add that chapter in and then mm-hmm. send us back the update and, and we'll just rerun that update. Obviously it gets a little bit more 
involved if we're updating covers and things like that but it's, it's by no means difficult so mm-hmm. for you as you listen to this just adding an introductory chapter may well be enough to, to kind of use it as a relaunch opportunity to reach out to all of the customers who are on the list already all of the prospects that you've got of people who haven't converted just reaching out to them and have a reason to reach out for them it might be this minor update it might be the situation that you don't need to update the book at all maybe it's close enough and you're in an industry which is unaffected so really you'd be keyword stuffing if you tried to put covid into the book at all because it's just not relevant Mm -hmm. but what you do have the opportunity of is sending out an email to everyone to just remind them of what the situation is and and maybe just reinforce or reassure people that COVID isn't an issue. So sending an email to people, I'm trying to think of an industry that's completely unaffected. Um, how to build, how to be a ice, a polar bear researcher in the Arctic. I mean, I'm guessing that's relatively unaffected. Yeah. <laughs> um, if your book was for college kids on how to achieve that, then the time frame that you're dealing with is so long that COVID is not likely to be an issue when people are graduating in four or five years' time. But you might have the opportunity to email all of those parents and say, with reassuring words, hey, listen, if your child's on the trajectory to be a polar bear researcher, then you don't. this isn't something you need to be concerned about at the moment, above and beyond the concerns of just the kid being in a in a school environment so the details are still the same if your kid is in that environment and they find themselves working from uh, from quarantine or on zoom then actually we've got a couple of resources that can help them and point them to your polar bear identification chart that they can download and study from home so there's a way of bridging the subject without needing to change the book at all um maybe it's you can send it out saying uh we've been in regular contact with you. So you know that COVID is not an issue on your 40 year trajectory to being a polar bear spotter. Uh, by the way, if you've lost your copy or if you don't have, um, if you don't, if you haven't downloaded our polar bear identification guide, then head over here. By the way, if there's any other kids in your kid's class who are now finding themselves at home and they'd benefit from the polar bear identification home study guide, then feel free to point them in this direction or let me know and I'll send them a copy so there's lots of ways of bridging it if like we're not trying to force COVID down the throats of everyone if it if it's not an issue but it does give everyone the issue to bridge and talk about that subject because it is very timely so i think that's worth worth thinking about as well i mean as we talked about this it was almost like uh, the answer to everything is rewriting something that's specifically for the purpose that's not the case at all it's really a case of think about the job of work of what you're trying to do think about which tools you've got in your toolbox to achieve that and if another tool would be beneficial then create that other tool and if you are trying to get media exposure particularly in this time then writing another tool is probably well worth the time and effort because it there is an end to this at some point whether it's in three months or 33 months there is an end Mm -hmm. to it so it is a there is an of the moment element to getting that attention so taking that extra time that the bang's worth the buck to to do that but if that's not your case then there's still opportunities to leverage the situation by providing value you don't necessarily need more tools to provide value. It's just remembering to to get out there and add as much value as you can. Very good. Yeah. So 
there we go. I was just looking, starting to look for the, um, I said that I'd put email, the email mastery article, success magazine article in the show notes. So if people head across to, um, to pick that up, I'm just talking slowly to check what this number is going to be. This show is going to be 112. <laughs> 112 all right very good okay so yeah head over to the podcast obviously if you're getting this in our release email then it'll just be the latest episode but if you're catching up on the show a little bit later head back to episode 112 and the show notes with that example will be over there um i guess this is a good opportunity as well to remind people that we're always here if people want to talk through ideas so if you just shoot us an email to hello at 90 minute books then um just with a quick um, intro or, or description of what you're trying to do, we're always happy to jump on the call for a few minutes and, and run through some of those ideas. And then our, we're kind of firmly behind the belief that our process is the quickest to get this out there. So if, um, particularly with the timely nature of it, kind of you want to, this isn't the kind of thing that you want to spend six months doing. This no. is the kind of thing that you want to spend kind of eight weeks doing. So yeah, if you're absolutely. ready to get started, then head over to 90 minute books and follow the get started links. And and this is certainly something we can help you get out there ready to you kind of engage this audience and, and make the most of the opportunity. So anything else before we go? No, I think you've said it all. This is, this was, this was good. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to bring a and lot of questions. Some. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see the response to this. And I hope if people are thinking about, you know, that book that they wrote two, three years ago, and trying to make it relevant. I hope they do reach out, you know, and we can have this conversation on, on how to, to make it more relevant in today's times, you know, and, yeah. and utilize that book. So um, it'd be interesting to see um, the response and, and maybe somebody wasn't thinking about it and all of a sudden they are, you know, so. Yeah. And again, whether that goes to the book or that topic bridging idea that uh, we've talked about before in the show, but that topic bridging idea of, okay, your book's still the same, but how do you send out something that kind of makes it relevant? Feel free to ask questions about that. So um, again, just shoot us an email to hello at 90 minute books and we're always there to, to answer questions and, uh, and give some opinions. Not short of those. (laughs) There you go. No, not at all. Very good. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you as always for your time, Betsy. Thanks for listening. And with that, stay safe. And we'll catch you in the next one.